Look what it is! Is it a new episode of Frivolous Disney? No, not really. It's one that we did in May of 2020, which at time of recording is a few months ago. But I just forgot to release it as an audio, because this was a live stream that some people attended, and uh, the video of which can still be viewed at Demon Tomato Dave on YouTube. But look, here it is as an audio, because sometimes it's easier, isn't it, to load that onto your phone, listen to that in the car or in the shower or whatever it is that you do while you listen to podcasts. So here's that. Um, so, But because this is a live stream, I'm not going to edit it, because that would mean a lot of editing um, to, you know, work around Skype delay. And so, you know, it's, it's going to sound a bit live, but that's all right, isn't it? Come on, it's 2020. We're not all working at 100%, and I'm certainly not. So <laughs> here comes a podcast where it's just us talking. But this is about Mr. Boogity, which we said we would watch and do a podcast about, and we did. This is it. Yeah. But also, because this isn't edited, you're going to hear my I take an immunosuppressant and also it's hay fever season coughing and sniffing and that. But Because I normally would edit that sort of thing out. But I'm not gonna. So there's a treat for you. Now it's time for Frivolous Disney. Here's an episode of that. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, this, everyone. This is our latest attempt at making this episode <laughs> of Frivolous Disney. Yes. Uh, it is a live stream. Um, I'm uh, sure you can hear the skypiness of uh, Chan's voice there. And we just screwed everything up badly. Screwed everything up. And uh, now we're going to tell you what we're doing. We have what this is the Mr. Boogity special. It is the long awaited, much requested by at least two to three people. Mr. Boogity's business special. Yes, because. And I have to say this all again, due to the uh, attempt that didn't work a minute ago to do this podcast. Yeah. We've already mentioned in the in a previous episode of the podcast how, when I was about nine years old, I knew a boy called Mitchell who breezed in and out like the wind from my school. He was there for a term, a year, I don't know how long. And he claimed to have seen a program on the television called The Boogity Man, about a man who goes boogity, 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 boogity. And... Uh, I, I, Which didn't sound to you at the time like a film. No, and I basically believed him, though. Um, but uh, my, my dad was more incredulous until we looked it up, and it did turn out that the film did exist, but it was called Mr. Boogity, not The Boogity Man. And so for those however many six... 30 years it's been i don't know why i went so quickly from <laughs> six to 30 um do where you know six how old from? you are <laughs> i absolutely do not um <laughs> but in the intervening what must be you know not long under 30 years nearly said six again don't know why i keep trying to say six um i've been wanting to watch this film it has been something of a white whale of mine and now with disney plus we have finally watched it and i think we have that we is have more or less all of the intro you need Except yes. that, and this is what Jahan was trying to say before I turned his audio on, <laughs> he has gone further than I yes. have in watching, because what I did was I watched Mr. Boogity. Yes, because that's ultimately all you could stand to yes. do. Uh, but I went a step further and also watched the uh, the sequel, Bride of Boogity, which I only relatively recently discovered existed and was only <laughs> relatively recently added to Disney Plus anyway. Yeah. So... In doing so, I've gone completionist on the uh, Boogity Saga, and um, now I'm considering myself to be maybe in the top one percentile of global experts on the Mr. Boogity franchise, full stop, because I've seen both films yeah. and read an article about it that, not, not five minutes ago. That's quite advanced. I'm, yes. I'm, I'm sure most people will agree. Oh yeah, I'm an advanced Boogityologist yes. at this stage. So, um, yeah, this is going to be an interesting experience. Mm. for everyone 
maybe more so than the experience of watching the film Mr. Booker T. <laughs> um, which is a weird film. Um, I before again before we screwed everything up. Yeah, you you seem to bulk or stop short of describing this as a film per se. Yeah, well, that's because yes, when I started it up and saw that it was this film, this hallowed film that uh, yes. that I've really been waiting all my life to see. Um, <laughs> that was only 45 minutes long and yes. very definitely not just 4 by 3 but quite natively 4 by 3 you could tell oh, that yeah. was how it was supposed to look it looked like old tv so i looked it up yes. and sure enough it's old tv it's an episode of the disney sunday afternoon and then probably they will use the word movie but that would be a stretch yeah in fact it was according to uh, the knowledge i have just gleaned uh it was a failed tv pilot pilot Yes. Uh, oh. I I don't know what it was they thought was going to follow on from this. No. But the idea is that it was going to be a pilot of some kind. Um, huh. So, well, the the the, the background to this <laughs> film, film, quote unquote, is yeah, it was originally pitched and written as more of a kind of a well, not adult, but not a not kids. Um, right. horror comedy called oh. Cheap, Cheap Thrills which would have been um, like an airplane style parody of horror movies uh-huh. and they pitched this to uh, they pitched it to Columbia Pictures and it was supposed to star Cheech and Chong Right. Uh, um, so this was supposed to be a Cheech and Chong movie but uh, oh. yeah, the, that, that project fell apart when they they pitched. They were pitching it to the studio, and they were pitching it as like, they, you know, they were pitching a scene that was going to parody The Exorcist, sure. where they were gr- going to bring back um, the Dan Nar- Aykroyd. <laughs> <laughs> this is the. What? As I was watching this, I was like, "This is like an alternate universe's attempt at making the Casper movie." It's a very similar premise. I mean, in a, in a sense, but <laughs> no, they were going to bring back Max yes. von Sydow, the yes. now late Max von Sydow, to oh, yeah. parody his role from The Exorcist. Casper um, would have done well to do that, I think. But uh, but unfortunately, the studio head that they were pitching to was quite a strict Catholic, so they offended him by doing that. So right. the uh, the project fell apart, and <clears> then <throat> Disney picked, uh, called up and were like, "We'll take that, but." Just tone it down and make it for kids. Right, so this was going to be a different... This isn't Disney. This was a production studio who wanted to make a horror thing. And Disney went, we'll have it. And they must have gone, okay. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, basically, that's what it sounds like. And then they were, you know, Disney were like, can you make it the kids version of that? And they're like, yeah, all right. And then they did. And it was, yeah, it was... A made-for-TV movie that was, like I say, it was. It has been described as a failed pilot, and I just mm. don't know what it was a failed pilot for. Well, uh, once we've told them what the plot is, then we'll try and figure out between ourselves what that could have been. Yes, um, <clears throat> because now I, by the way, I was very disappointed by what this film turns out to be. Not <laughs> not because of you know its low production standards and things like that values, yes. but because. I knew in my heart that this wasn't what Mr. Boogity was, but I've always seen Mr. Boogity as as a sort of um, just a bloke 
who <laughs> I, I, I always pictured it because his name was just Mister and then a silly noise. Because yeah. again, to anyone who hasn't heard the previous episode, I want to make it clear that when I was told about this, I wasn't privy to the contextual information that I think a lot of you listening now will be, which is that boogity is the sort of noise that a, a very you know this sort of thing a family friendly tv special might give to a ghost to make it's a sort of a halloweeny noise boogity yes, in america yeah. the the boogity man and so on um that was not anything i was aware of here in the uk uh, that is called the bogeyman and yeah. uh also just boogity was just a silly word as far as i could tell so the idea of a man going round going boogity 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 it didn't have any connotations of that man <laughs> being haunty or ghosty yeah, in any or, way or, or a boogeyman no kind, yeah. no so i thought he was just a man who went boogity 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 in the, in the way that well there's no real equivalent, but it's just... I know, yeah. Well, I, I was yeah. trying to figure out where you were going with no. that. In the style of... In what? the style of... It's just a silly noise that this person, in my mind, was going yeah. around making. So it was funniest, in my mind, if he was a straight lace, like just a man in a suit with sensible hair, just going yeah. around going boogity, 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 which is very much how Mitchell described it to me. <laughs> The, he, he didn't mention him being a ghost or anything like that. I think what happened was he went immediately off on a flight of fancy, noticed what I was engaging with, and just yeah. delivered that. Um, but right. he so tailored his pitch according to exactly. the audience. Exactly. And so he was talking about a film in which a man goes round going boogity boogity. That yeah. is not... Not only is that not what this film is, but like he barely goes boogity boogity until the last couple of minutes. No, I, I don't agree with that. I feel that He's only in it for the last yes. couple of minutes. But for the almost the entire duration of those last couple of minutes that he's in, he's primarily saying boogity boogity boogity. Yes. Um and I agree with that. Um but I include his non-appearance in most of the film in my com complaint that he doesn't spend most of it going round going boogity boogity. Cuz to me by the way, what I would have been satisfied with was just literally a film in which a man goes around... Like, I mean, honestly, I'm sort of thinking of, like, Mr. Bean. But if right, yeah. the thing that Mr. Bean does, instead of being silly and falling down and stuff... Well, that's not really true of Mr. Bean, but you know what I mean? Instead of the physical comedy that Mr. Yeah. Bean does, instead he goes around going boogity, boogity, boogity. That was basically how I pictured it. So he arrives yeah. in different scenarios, goes <laughs> boogity, 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 to different people who go, like... And see, I can't see you, remember, so I don't know what you just did there. No, but you can probably imagine. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, I, I do know what your face looks like. Yeah, though. exactly. Well, I don't know. It's Imagine it much bigger than the last time you saw it, because I have oh, been wow. sitting down for three months. <laughs> no, it's been two months, hasn't it? No. And that's not that, again, that's not that different from your normal routine. So. No, but normally there's at least a bit of walking about during... No, I've expanded quite uh, quite remarkably, and I'm going to have to do something about that after the quarantine. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, <clears throat> um, no, you're correct. That is not what Mr. Boogity was. No! Uh, it was... Dave, what was Mr. Boogity? Oh, yeah, so we should tell them what it is. So, it's... Actually, it's about a family of insufferable people. <laughs> Who, um, well, at first it's only the dad who's insufferable, and then it emerges that the mum is now has now made the switch a few scenes into also being <laughs> insufferable, um, whereas previously she was the, the reasonable one. Yes. Um, 
Because the dad of the fa- okay, and this family have moved to live in a big mansion that's spooky yeah. and run down. Yeah, and they are going to have to turn it into a home. Um, well, the dad is a purveyor of joke paraphernalia. He's a oh, yeah. he runs a gag company, and so all of their family scenes together are like. The, you, you know, imagine the, the sort of the start of like, you know, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids or something. But instead of look at all these inventions he's got, it's look at how all he wants to do is play pranks on his children. Really dated bad pranks. Mm, yeah. Um, like, real like hand buzzer, yeah. you know, um, what else does he do? Uh, like numerous, uh, n- numerous different products. Yeah. That all culminate in water or some liquid being sprayed in someone's yeah. face, or just someone having to pull a face because it was a joke. So, for example, he, yes. at one point he tries to convince his daughter that he's made her breakfast, but actually the eggs are fake and they're made of rubber. Yes. <laughs> but now, to the film's credit, that is the, that's it's delivered that way. You know, we're not supposed yeah. to find these jokes funny exactly. The uh, the certainly the daughter is way past the point of finding any of it funny. Yes. They also have two sons, um, yeah. and they're younger than the daughter. The daughter is the original Buffy. Yes, um, indeed. What's her name? Something. Chris- Christy Swanson. Yes. Um, and she. By all, by all accounts, a terrible person in real life. Now. Oh, really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Tell me yeah. some accounts. Well, I, I, I think she. I, I think she's just a trumpist. <laughs> Oh really? Yes. Yeah. Right. That 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 took a swerve towards the end because I thought you were going to say a trumpet. <laughs> well, that's unconfirmed. I think but... she's just a trumpet. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I don't have any problem with trumpets. No. Um, but yes, that's who that is anyway. Right. Um, yes, actually, she was round Trump's house on February the twenty seventh of this year. How uh, interesting. How... How do you know that? Because I just uh, searched for her name on Twitter and... Uh, oh, I see, right? I thought you'd just gone straight away from a position of like, oh, that's news to me to be like, <laughs> I know her exact movements. No, she was round the White House with Dean Kane uh, just the other day. Ah, uh, yes. No, that makes sense. That's quite Doesn't a power, it? power team, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yes, yes, that's who that is. Right, so that's who that is. And uh, so she, it, you know... It's, uh, her dad is quite right to want to annoy her at all times um, yeah. and uh, so he does and then there basically if I've talked about this aspect of the film too much so does the film there's a good 40 minutes of that and then it's mostly that then they then they go and talk to Gomez out of the Adams family and he's good and yes. he's got big eyebrows and moustache and he says yes. Oh, there's ghosts around your house. And he tells them the story of a man who used to go boogity when he was a man <laughs> before he was a ghost. And everyone hated him. Yeah. And uh, and he didn't go boogity in the funny way that I like. He went well, boogity in a, in a rubbish, stupid way where he was trying to scare children away. So he says boogity, boogity. And they go, oh, and they leave. And uh, I don't think they go, ah, and leave. They go, oh, and they leave. And... Um, like this is in Pilgrim time. In Pilgrim time, yes, good point. Yeah. And they have the ha- they have the hats and everything. And yeah. uh, actually, this bit is delivered in in quite a imaginative way, where he's showing them in what amounts to a pop up book the story, yeah. and it keeps cutting to footage of it happening, but still a pop up book. They've got these sort of 
drawn on backgrounds and stuff. Well, I thought when they did that, they were going to go into like a lavish animated scene. And mm. then moments before they did that, I remembered, wait, this is Mr. Yeah. Boogity. They definitely don't have the money to do that. No. And indeed, it was just actors stood in front of cardboard cutout style backgrounds. But it still looked all right. You it know? was, it was like, one of the more interesting bits, wasn't it? Yes, yeah. agreed, yeah. Um, well, he, uh, more than anything, he wanted, and they keep saying this, he wanted this particular maid. Yes. And, um, and like... I guess didn't did she just like settle for him in the end? I think she did no, marry him. I, I, no, no, she definitely didn't. Right, so that wasn't his son then. No, right, no. right. <laughs> no, so not at all. Oh yeah, no, that's right. Yeah, she already had a son who had like a cold. Yeah, and... she was she was a widow. She was the widow Marion. That's right. That's yeah. right. And that's yeah. why I'm calling her a maid because I'm thinking yeah. of maid Marion. Yeah. There you um, go. So yeah, so I uh, beg pardon. Ignore everything I've just said. Oh, yeah. a, a nearby widow who had a son, um, yeah. Mister Boogity, was like four. So he made yeah. a deal <laughs> with the devil. Um, to, yeah, literally Satan. Yeah, who appears in the thing, uh, yeah. grinning all over his face, and he makes a deal with him. And Satan uh, goes, "Brilliant! I will help you to get this woman. Here's a magic cloak." And yeah. it's ambiguous how that would help. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I thought that as well. It's like. <laughs> Because you know when when Gomez is talking about it, it's like yeah. oh you know he will he got this cloak that would give him power and yeah. in doing so, but I then feel like he elides over the part where that would help him yeah marry a woman yeah um and indeed it doesn't because yeah um indeed what happens is well I can't exactly remember but he blows up his house by mistake somehow <laughs> yeah but like he just vaporize he, uh, they say blow up but also they say it just disappears out of the world like he does some yes. magic it goes wrong the house is gone why was she and the child just hanging around it or whatever or were they not I don't I don't know had he already kidnapped the child at this point Oh, did he kidnap the child? You see, I, 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 I sort of got that impression. I was so bereft of anyone going boogity boogity that I obviously didn't pay much attention. Yeah. But yeah, he basically kidnapped this woman's child right. whilst being a magician Yeah. in order to something, 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 and then she would marry him. Yeah. And basically, Mr. Boogity is like, as it turns out, is a horrible incel. Yes. And like, kidnapped this lady's child with his magic not with his, not using his magic cloak no, he separately with had a magical cloak yeah. <laughs> which didn't and, do we ever which, find out what it does well he does magic with it if that's what it is it just makes him a, a, able to do magic yes it right, does right. Um, because, because the fact that when he does magic he's a ghost to me that is a way you can do magic I guess no, the cloak is, I think, integral to some degree to the magic he's doing. Yeah, but so spoiler, he becomes a ghost, yeah. and every and the house, remember, was destroyed. So they're not living in his house, but other houses and other spooky mansions have been built on top of it, and they're all haunted by Mister Boogity. Yes, and so and these two and the the widow and. The child. Yeah, so up till the point where they are told the story, um, Christy Swanson has been hearing child sneezing noises and seeing spooky ghost things. And um, then she goes and gets the story of Gomez. And then, um, sort of, it, like, a bit of spooky ghost things happens and it kind of convinces the family that there's spooky ghosts there. Yes. There's a, there's a foot, like, a, you know, substitutionary locomotion scene that kind of makes them scared. And yes. then, 
the mum goes outside at some point during a oh no they're having a they're, they're camping out because they yeah. are they're too scared to sleep in their beds so they camp out but indoors they're camping in and yes. uh the, but so so they're basically they're all sleeping in the same room but the mum gets up for a midnight like four course meal she piles up yeah, right <laughs> She piles a plate high with, like, American slices of cheese, which she individually unwraps and, like, laps out of the packaging. <laughs> She's just going to eat these gross packaged sandwich slices. Like she was eating an entire bread roll. Yeah. It looked, it looked like there were bell peppers in there. Yeah, there was all sorts. She had prepared a meal for a yeah. midnight snack. It was ridiculous. I, I thought, because of the way it, the scene was lit, I thought it was early in the morning. Yeah. So she was like getting ready to prepare breakfast for everybody. Oh. But no, I don't. I that's what I thought, but I oh. don't think that actually panned out as being the case. I think she was just going to go to town on this entire just random selection of fridge things <laughs> in right. the middle of what turned out to be the night. Yeah. So, and while she's at this, she notices a ghost outside, and she goes yeah. to have a look, and it's the ghost of Marion. Who goes, yeah. and she goes, oh no, what's up with you? And she goes like, oh, I can't go and see my son because of the magic. I'm trapped. And she's like, no, seriously, come in. You can come in my house. I think you're really cool. And she goes, no, I can't because of the magic. It means I can't be with my son and he's got my son. Uh, help. So now they all believe. So like the mum's like, oh, fair enough. I'll, I'll help out with that. Yeah. So then, how what, what happens between then and the actual boogity encounter? Um... And have we had the bit yet where, weirdly, for some reason, they light the dad scarily? Do you remember that bit? Uh, the kids, no. are, the kids were playing downstairs, and like they had, I think, an encounter with the ghost boy. Yeah. And then, and I don't know if it's this bit. No, they were just playing downstairs. They haven't had their final encounter with the ghost boy yet, but they think it's a bit spooky down there. And then the dad appears at the door to go like to tell them to come upstairs and he's not lit from the waist up it's like a proper like his face is in shadow and he's like oh yeah, yeah come upstairs boys yeah. and they're yeah. like don't want to dad and they and he goes like full name of boy come upstairs <laughs> it's really weird <laughs> so that happens yeah but how no, do we so get be, be, sorry then then the whole family decides okay well we're gonna we're gonna help reunite the the ghost widow with her son and yeah. defeat Mr. Boogity or whatever. Yeah. So then they start arming themselves with mostly joke props, which I'm not sure what they think they're going to do against a magic ghost. Yeah. Using, but they do that. Then the kids go down to the basement and meet the ghost boy. And then they have an interaction with the ghost boy and it turns out the ghost boy is cool and it's all fine. But then the ghost boy is like, oh no, Mr. Boogity's here. And then Mr. Boogity is here. And then they fight Mr. Boogity, and then the film is basically over. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, that's that's Mr. Boogity. And and the way that they fight Mr. Boogity is that they basically be in a room with him for a while while he does ghost things. And the yeah. ghost things he does are a very odd mix of... The, you know, we're not even talking Disneyland Haunted Mansion level of spooking. We're talking just yeah. like really weird conceptual cartoon things. Like, the weirdest one is that a, <laughs> one of the boys is holding a spatula at one point. Was, I thought it was like a fire poker or whatever. Yeah, okay, yeah. But it, yeah. it's so it's a long rod with a sort of metal square on the top. Flat metal square on the top. And Mr. Boogity causes the flat metal square bit to blow up like a balloon. And it makes or, him go or up or into like the a, sky. Or like a surgical glove that you've inflated. Yes. Yeah. 
and that's enough to carry the boy up into the sky yes. um, for a bit, and then he comes down again or something. <laughs> when, when you say into the sky, you mean a to couple the... of feet off the ground yes. to the ceiling of the room they're in. Yes, which and isn't very high. And he can't let go of it either. Because no. Mr. Boogadee seems to be able to paralyze him in some way. Right. Um, so he wasn't just afraid of falling. He couldn't. No, yeah, they, they ask him, let go, and he can't. Mm. And then he paralyzes other... That's the thing, that the things he Mr. Boogity is doing, whilst throughout, I should say, saying, Boogity, Boogity, Boogity. Boogity, Boogity, yeah. But yeah, not, but yeah, not the fun way. He's no. going, he's going, Boogity, Boogity, Boo! And it's rubbish. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's saying it as though it's threatening. Yes, that's exactly my problem. He, they yeah. don't know that it's a silly word. They think it's a scary word. Yeah, which it's not. No. And then they basically, by accident, hoover him up with a joke vacuum cleaner. Yeah, and it is a joke vacuum cleaner as well. What it is, is that this vacuum cleaner, you're, it's established earlier on in the joke-doing scenes. There are many yeah. of them. Where, so, so he goes like, oh, uh, can you turn the vacuum cleaner on for me? Oh, this is going to be funny. Oh, and they turn the vacuum cleaner on, and instead it turns out that instead of a vacuum cleaner, it's a jack-in-the-box, and a clown yeah. pops out. But for this scene, it is a vacuum cleaner again, because they use it to vacuum up his cloak. Yes. Um, and then, having done that, it it's then it's a jack-in-the-box again. <laughs> but now he's the jack-in-the-box in a way. In a way, yeah. In a way. Sort of, yeah. <laughs> and, and then the film is basically over. That's... That's the film. <laughs> that's the film. And, like, one of the things that occurred to me about this, it's more of a kind of a holistic thing that, mm. you know, about than it is anything specific. Because, honestly, there's not that much to say. No, there, it turns out. It turns out that this is not something you can make an entire episode of a podcast about. <laughs> but we'll give it a go anyway. <laughs> um, so, like... I mean, the things I found interesting about it, apart, just apart from the general discovery of what this is, and just that the odd grab, the odd grab bag of assorted people who are in it, the all of whom are kind of people you might know from other things. Yeah, just sort of vaguely here and there. Yeah, like the most known person is, as you say, John Astin. Yes. when we say the when we say Gomez, we mean yes. 60s TV Gomez. 60s TV Gomez, who against the grain is the is my Gomez, and he's I do accept movie Gomez, but I don't yeah. think he's as good. Right, yeah, but he's very good. I mean, he's always good when he shows up in things. I love John Astin. Yeah, I'll yeah. just anything he's in, I'll watch for sure. I was I was delighted to discover he's still alive. It, yeah, I know. Yeah, still yeah. now. Yeah, I know, somehow. And he's like a million years old. Yeah. But like, yeah, he's, he has not died. Presumably being a million years old doesn't diminish his persona in any way and can be used, you know, yeah, to bolster it. Yeah, you'd have thought it. so. You'd have thought so. I don't think he acts that much anymore. No, like, I don't think he acted that much then. I think that's what he's like. Yeah. But yeah, he's a welcome person to turn yeah. up. Um, and like everyone else, he's people who just randomly have credits in things you'll have heard of but you probably won't remember them like the dad i think he was in the thing for example um, oh really yeah oh no yes he was i i did look him up and right. and he was yeah the mum is she's in stuff that i've not seen same 
She's in Veep and that, isn't she? Maybe. Yeah, I yeah. think that might be correct. I haven't yeah. seen Veep yet. I have seen the thing of it, which she's also apparently in, but I don't remember her from it specifically. Really? Okay. But yeah, no, so she's that type of person. Sorry, not uh, the thing of it, not the thing of it. I mean the film. What's that called? Um, in the Loop. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, who else is in there? Uh, obviously, there's Christy Swanson. And uh-huh. then there's the older of the two kids, David Faustino. Yes. Um, he, again, he's in a bunch of stuff. I think he was on Married with Children. But what I know him for, he was the voice of Mako in yeah. The Legend of Korra. Now, which one was Mako? The boring one. So, which one? The the boring, straight-laced man. <laughs> right. Like, like... The, the one who was the love interest in the first season of yeah. Legend of Korra. That okay. one who's not that interesting. But, right. but hey, you know, that's that's a role I know him for. Hey, sure. Um, according to this article as well, uh, one of the people who, ad- who, who had auditioned for that part and was turned down was Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah. Um, wow. And where's he now? Oh, wait. Yeah, I know, yeah. <laughs> I imagine he would have brought a lot of intensity to that role. Yeah. Like he would have gone full method. He would have like genuinely lived in <laughs> in Mr. Boogity's house for a year. <laughs> and uh, yeah, God, that would have been Yeah, I can see why they turned him down. Because because, frankly, <clears throat> this is This is a weird film that exists in that kind of twilight zone of Disney productions that's like it's not really a film is it no but it's like and I don't know what those are I don't like because oh you know whoops oops I just switched you off by mistake you're back now am I back yeah you could they could hear you it was just the picture carry on okay um didn't know I could do that okay well um but yeah like so you know growing up we watch Disney films. That's why we're here. We're, we're here because we watch Disney films. Yep. And what we watch are their animated films. Those are obviously the realest of the real Disney films mm-hmm. that, that they could make. And then there's... Then there's, like, the big, high-profile live-action films that they make. Yep. I mean, obviously, I'm talking about Disney, the, the family entertainment brand, yep. rather than the broader studio. And so when I talk about live-action films that they make, I would be talking about your Mary Poppinses and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And those are films in exactly the same way yeah. as, as one of their animated films. And then a tier below that, you've got the ones that aren't as real, but are still, you watch them and they're definitely still real films. Like, I'm thinking like, like you watched The Parent Trap recently, didn't you? Yeah. So that, that kind of thing. I today watched, uh, just out of curiosity, I watched the original Freaky Friday, um, <laughs> which also had John Astin in it. Oh, um, gr- oh I'm there then. Great. It's, it's, go- it's pretty good. That's I all the say. excuse I need to watch that. <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed it. Uh, I quite enjoyed it. I will actually watch the remake as well afterwards because it's, yeah, it's just an interesting, fun idea that, that they have fun with. And you watch something like Freaky Friday and... It's very obvious that it's not aimed to be that level of kind of like, this is one of our big movies that will live in posterity forever. Mm. <clears throat> but but it is a work of filmmaking. Everyone's there taking it seriously. Yeah. And 
it is designed to be an actual work of cinema to some degree or another. And then under that, you've just got this weird melange of just all that other stuff that we know they make. But what do you even define it as? I don't know. Like, you know, the stuff they make as Disney Channel originals. Mm. Like, it's like, what is that stuff? Is it like... Yeah. I don't know. Like, who is it for? Like, is... <laughs> Do you know what? Do you do you get where I'm go going with with this question? Well, well, I, sort of. Except I'm only framing it in my mind in terms of exactly this, Mister Boogity. Like, yeah. What other stuff would you put in this category? I don't know. Like ninety percent of the stuff that you just see by uh, browsing around on on Disney Plus right now, say, yeah, like. Like, for example, that weird film Can of Worms that, yeah. uh, that we were both recommended to watch after seeing Mr. Well, Boogity. After, after seeing Mr. Boogity, it filled up the screen with recommendations <laughs> of that sort. And yes, I suspect, exactly. well, I suspect that that is, I, I bet they're the same thing this is, which is like just something we made to fill 45 minutes on TV in the 70s or whatever. And yeah. and now we own it, so let's, let, hey, let's put it up. Um, yeah. It reminds me of... Honestly, what this reminds me of more than anything else is a couple of films which are other white whales of mine that I have been wanting to find since they were on because when I was a kid, they used to be on quite a bit yeah. or, uh, uh, to the extent that I bumped into them being on twice each um, yeah. and just by channel hopping or whatever. And one of them was called Under the Bed and mm. it starred uh, Jenny out of Through the Dragon's Eye in a, a, in a, a short film... Um, yeah. Made for TV in British, in which she was aware, she, she became aware that something was under the bed, and then it turned out that there was a load of rubbish under the bed, and it was coming alive somehow, and it was turning into a monster, and she had to fight this monster made of rubbish, and that was that. Yeah. And then the other one was called um, Our Dad's an Alien, um, right. and it's a problem yeah. because. There's been things called things like that. My parents yeah, like, are aliens. My parents are aliens. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And I don't know what this was actually called. It was some, It might not have been my dad's an alien, but it was something like that. That's what I always called it. Yeah. And it was um, about this family who, of two kids, I think, who found out that their dad is not just an alien, but like not an alien in the sense of like, uh, oh, I have to break it to you that I'm an alien. No, he was this big like pillow looking beanbag thing that was like blue and had a stalk coming out of its head and a big like yeah. goggly eyes and a big smiley face and it would go like bleh, 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 bleh. and they uh and they had to uh <clears throat> they had to navigate life with this this dad who under certain circumstances would turn out to be this blobby thing and um that they both looked like mr boogity things that were just made on like on film but in the way that looks cheap rather than good, yeah. and and like and and doesn't fit on TV exactly, but certainly isn't a film, and just it, yeah, a really odd sort of production that there's no real reason to exist, and it's just and they they all star the kind of person you just described. Yeah, they all star oh that that person who was this character in that other thing, you know, exactly. like that's how you would describe any of their stars. Yeah, like. Someone like John Astin, that's yeah. probably the highest caliber of star. They were amazed they got him, yeah. Yeah, that you could possibly hope to attract to a project like this. It's like, he's in some sense a name. 
Yeah. Whereas everyone else is just, oh, it's a, it's a that guy. Yeah. And it's a, and it's a sort of, it's a production that's the, 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 the sort of the creative equivalent of a that guy. Mm. It's a, it's just a thing that you put out into the world. That yeah. It doesn't feel like people do remember films like Mr. Boogity fondly. But it doesn't feel like that's why you made it in the first place. No, I mean, I mean, we know in this case that why they made it was because they had either a program or a slot called yeah. the Disney Sunday Afternoon Movie or whatever it was, and so yeah. they they had to come up with something every week to put in this. And I guess the the thing of it being a pilot that was yeah. probably just like, and while we're here, why don't we also pitch it as a pilot? Or you know what I mean, like the. But then you did tell me that they were trying to make this even before it landed on Disney. So someone had a stake in this idea. Yeah. Well, like I say, though, before before Disney were going to make it, it would have been a Cheech and Chong comedy film. Yeah. And then that's a film. Mm, that, does, I mean. that makes sense. Yeah. Whereas what Mr. Boogity is sort of isn't. <laughs> no. It's just... Uh, <clears throat> well, it's, it's, what it's, if... just, it's just gristle. <laughs> Yeah, and and uh, I'm glad you used the word gristle because what it feels like to me is a particularly bad episode of Round the Twist, like <laughs> like from you know if there if there was a you know series five when they'd completely lost the plot and it was it didn't have any of the point of it anymore. It's like that. It's yeah. some people come to a house, there is something spooky there, and they go like, oh no. And th silly things happen to them. It, yeah. But, like, wor way worse, because Round the yeah. Twist was good. <laughs> Just to respond to a comment from the chat, uh, Tanuki Billy was saying they made a third Freaky Friday film. Yeah. I think they did a Freaky Friday musical in 2018. That's true. There is actually also a fourth Freaky Friday um, that was, like, a TV movie in wow. the 90s or something like that. So, so they're on to, like, Freaky Tuesday by that time. <laughs> they, no, they keep sticking to Friday. I don't know. They, like... Oh. Like Dis and they're all Disney. Disney have made four Freaky Friday films, um, and they're all that you know. They're not sequels. They're all just doing the same idea over and over oh, again. Oh, oh, they're all Freaky Friday. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they're not. They're not continuations of the story. They're all just right. different retellings of the same thing. I mean, I guess it's a fairly evergreen concept, but but yeah, they 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 just keep going back to that. Um, well, again, just to check, Freaky Friday, I believe, is the one where child and parent swap bodies accidentally for some correct. for some yeah. reason. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And the first one is uh, Barbara Harris and Jodie Foster. Right. The other high-profile one was uh, Lindsay Lohan and Jamie Lee Curtis. And uh -huh. yeah, that that's fine. And. Anytime you do Freaky Friday, you understand why you'd be watching Freaky Friday. See, I remember the concept being done on CBBC as Big Meg, Little Meg. Um, in Is which, that what that was? In which Big Meg was uh, Carolyn Pickles, Doris from Through the Dragon's Eye. So, <laughs> so a perfect comparison. Yeah. Wait, was that a... Was that a no, that was a series, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. And yeah. Unless, unless I'm mixing it up with another thing, I think it was a mum and daughter swap buddies series, yeah. Mm. Okay. Well, I mean, obviously that's fertile ground to go on. I mean, there but, you go. But yeah, Mr. Boogity is... Um, yeah, it's just like... It's just, what is it, really? Mm. <laughs> you know, I find it really hard to kind of get a, get a grasp on on something about it to kind of like... Really, <clears throat> like, 
dig your teeth into because it's yeah. it's it, it, it's kind of designed to be a sort of a wisp of nothingness. Like I suppose I have a slightly different perspective here because I'm. Um, Yes, that's correct. To Billy, there was a recent film like Freaky Friday. It was called Little, I believe. Um, but yeah, I watched, as I say, I watched Bride of Boogity, which <laughs> is, to be to its credit, uh-huh. more of a film. Like, there's more to kind of like understand of what the point of what you're watching is. Right. If you watch Bride of Boogity, it's not markedly better or anything but it's like because it's longer and because you get to spend a little bit more time oh, yeah. on things you start getting more of an impression that this is a that this is a film <laughs> that's like about characters who are supposed to mean anything i mean and, if we would have had time to spend with that sort of thing in the first film if they hadn't done 40 minutes of joke shop stuff yeah but well, when you get into Bride of Boogity, you know the the richer, deeper yeah. Empire Strikes Back style yeah. sequel, um, you get more of a kind of a you get more of a sense of like the the joke the, the look at this lame dad pulling jokes on his family stuff. Uh-huh. It's not just there to fill up forty minutes of screen time so they don't have to spend money on the Mister Boogity makeup. Yeah, it's sort of like oh no, this is. This is their characterization, right. and this is what you understand these people are. So then, when something imperils them, then you understand what normal life looks like for them and why they're trying to get back. To, you know, like why they're all good friends and a loving family, and sure. you, you know, you want to root for them and stuff like that. And it borderline basically sort of works. Okay, cool. All right, in Bride of Boogity, like by the end. By the end of Mr. Boogity, I was like, all right. <laughs> Whereas by the end of Bride of Boogity, I was like, okay, those were some characters, I suppose. <laughs> um, no, Jeremy, this is not a Tim Burton Alice in Wonderland situation. Because that <laughs> this is this is simply nothing and not very good. Whereas that <laughs> is a stain on humanity. <laughs> but yeah, I mean... To give you a very brief potted version of Bride of Boogity, so you know what you missed, it's very similar to the first one. I mean, basically, they're all still in the same house. Oh. The, the, the guy, the joke shop guy, is he's become more successful now. You know, they've all settled in. They're having a good old time there. Um, you know, they're all, you know, they're all getting used to life there. The daughter isn't Christy Swanson anymore. She's a different girl. Um, what about the rest of them? Uh, the youngest son is recast, presumably because of age. Everyone yeah. else is the same. Okay. Uh, John Astin isn't there anymore. Ah. Because his character is called something Withington in the right. first film, uh-huh. and then there's another character called Withington in the second film, who has a different first name. Oh, right. So they but wrote they... Withington in, and then couldn't get him and changed the first name. Yes, exactly. They make no effort whatsoever <laughs> to explain what the connection is between the two Whittingtons. Right. It's clear they just didn't get him back. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, so they're having a good old life. He's being tempted away to maybe go back to the big city by the, his brother-in-law, but he doesn't want to do it because he's, you know, he likes their life there now. And there's going to be a big carnival in town or something like that. And uh, and then Mr. Boogity is 
kind of trying to come back on the scene because, you know, even though they thought they got rid of him, he's still reaching out from beyond the grave or whatever. And basically, at, at a certain point, he possesses the dad and he's trying to use the dad as his vessel to kind of uh, re establish his link to the physical world. There's like a mean local shop owner played by Eugene Levy, who's kind of who becomes Mr. Boogity's unwitting pawn at some point. Uh-huh. And it culminates in the like the Bride of Boogity title again really doesn't come into it until like right near the end. Because basically uh-huh. he tries to kind of take the uh the mother as as his new bride to sort of replace the lost uh, widow Marion or whatever. Okay. And they have to kind of stop the mother from being dragged from being dragged into hell by Mr. Boogity. Okay. So like, there is a sudden escalation in stakes. Oh, so the, the bride heart. of Boogity is the mum? Yeah. Oh, because yeah. from the thumbnail, I was sure it was going to be a bride of Frankenstein situation where there's a, a new ghost woman... No, at some point she becomes possessed, you know, like she becomes under Mr. Boogity's spell and then she gets yeah. that Bride of Frankenstein haircut. Oh, she does. Oh, okay, okay. So th- uh, that's a lot of... So this is a possession, in a, again, in order to avoid makeup story. Yes, yes, more or less, yeah. And, yeah, yeah, the, the second one, it, it, it hits more of that kind of like sort of early Tim Burton-ish vibe mm. of, you know, you sort of understand. You th- if you watch the second one, you kind of understand the way it might be a film. Um, you know, it's it, it, it lands more in, in that sort of Beetlejuicy Hocus Pocus kind of territory. Yeah. Where it's like... Because I kind of feel like the first one was trying to be there in some way. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because it's like, it is a horror comedy, but there are... I felt like even in the first one, there's points in it where you feel like, are they trying to actually be a bit spooky here? Yeah. And I think the second one makes it clear that, yeah, yeah, you know, we sort of are. We sort of are trying to be a bit spooky. And it's, I don't know, it gets a bit closer. (laughs) But, Yeah, it's an odd pair of films. And, like, it's very, very weird to me that they made the second one, especially that they made the second one at actual film length. Yeah, that was weird. And that was part of why I noped out of it, because it was, like, an hour and a half long. And... Yeah. 45 was enough. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's fine. Like, the second one is not materially better or different enough. But it does sort of feel like... You know when they make a short film and then they adapt it into an actual film? Yeah. It, it's that kind of thing, except this time when they adapted it into an actual film, they made it with the exact same people on the exact same budget. Um, so it's not like it feels like, oh, this is the big budget, Mr. Boogity. You yeah. know, this is this is the gritty reboot of Mr. Boogity. This is Mr. Boogity Goes Hollywood. No, it's, it's still Mr. Boogity, but it's just longer and more like a film, but not quite like a film. No. Um, no, you'd need... Normally a film would have a little bit more... It, it, just down to the concept stage, it'd be a bit more of a concept than there's a spooky man... <laughs> <laughs> Who has... 
He's got quite a he's got quite a Palpatine vibe. Mm, very I, Palpatine face, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he electrocutes people from his fingers. Yeah. So Very Palpatine. Yeah, he's got the, big Palpatine the, energy. The Palpatininess is palpable. <laughs> to be honest, I think Palpatine, oh, especially in his latest film, would have been improved if he'd gone boogity 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 Um but yeah, he's because yeah, that's the thing about Mister Buggy, and I noticed this the moment I looked it up in any sense. It's like yeah, he's quite horrible looking. Yeah, like he's genuinely. I think if I'd watched it as a kid, I don't think I I because I have such a low threshold for any horror layered stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'd have gone for it. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I don't know what your tolerance is for stuff like that. Like now or then, um, I was into anything that that I I I thought I was too scaredy cat for anything that was actually like a horror film. Yeah, but the things that I liked were the things that felt like they were that I shouldn't have seen them and that they were spooky and that some something was a bit wrong or too much in them. So I, yeah, I would I think actually that I I had a. I think I was a horror film fan as a child, but I just didn't have a chance to test that. Yeah, yeah. I I wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> and and I think I would have if I'd seen Mr. Boogity, I genuinely think I probably would have been too weak <laughs> to to withstand it. I think Really, Mr. Boogity would have you'd have been too weak to withstand the film, Mr. Boogity. I maybe I'm not giving myself enough credit. But I think maybe just because he's quite, up, I think he's quite messed up. Looking. It does depend on yeah. It depends on what age you saw it at. Yeah, it, it, certainly that's true. Yeah, yeah. And the fact that there is, for a you know, not to me but to a child, I think yeah. a lot of suspense involved in waiting to see what he looks like because yeah, the, Christy Swanson does say he's got like a grilled cheese face very early on in the film, yeah, like at least half an hour face. before you see it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and and then when he turns up, he's not he's not comical looking. No, he just looks really gross. Yeah, and his backstory is really. I mean, obviously, his backstory now to our twenty twenty adult eyes yeah. is gross in a different way. But even back then, it would have been clear. Oh no, that's a serious backstory. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not like he stood on a rake and, <laughs> and now he haunts the rake forever or whatever. Yeah. Like it's it's clear that like oh no, it's I would have taken it seriously in the same way that you take the Ghostbusters ghosts seriously. So. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know. I just don't think I'd have gone for it. I right. I think Mister Boogery may have been too much for me as a weak weak child <laughs> and. In many ways, I still am that weak, weak child. Yeah. That's why I still don't really watch horror films. <laughs> yeah. um, like, now, to me, 34-year-old man, mm. I I can take Mr. Boogity. Mm. I can. I'm, I, I can. Good, that's I, very brave of you. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I, I watched two whole Mr. Boogity films yeah. on my own in a dark house at night. You I did mean, very well. Next, you know. <laughs> next you'll be able to watch Casper. I mean... <laughs> There's like loads of ghosts in Casper. Yeah, well, there's four ghosts in Casper. 
that's one more than there is at any point in Mr. Boogity. Yes. So, oh yeah, no, that, 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 I think that'd be too much. But, who knows? I'll, maybe I'll work my way So up. that's what it is. It's number of ghosts. You're, <laughs> you're completely immune to, like, you know, jump scares or, like, body horror or any of the different things, but but add another one. <laughs> <laughs> Five things go, but, and you're like, oh, no, that's too much I'm, for I'm me. Like, no, 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 too much. I know straight out. Four things, but, that's fine. <laughs> Three, three. Apparently, three is my level. <laughs> um, it's why I absolutely point blank refuse to watch that film Thirteen Ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> I am years and years away from that. <laughs> but, but yeah. Um, you know that Abby would love to like, would love. To give you a, grad- a gentle, gradual induction course. Because she loves horror films. No, I know she does. Yeah. She's like a sicko, isn't she? I mean, so, well, yes. But <laughs> that sicko-ness isn't usually served by film. Like, if you actually get into watching horror films, what you find yeah. is that they're usually really just stupid. <laughs> and yeah. most of them don't have anything very scary in them. And then when they do, it's like something like Hereditary, where... It, the kind of scary that it is is, uh, I don't know, a different sort than you expect from a horror film. You know, just films about ghosts and that are usually yeah. really, really stupid. Sure, and I appreciate that. And I can watch a film that I think is stupid. Yeah. But if it's just got the right imagery or whatever, mm. uh, just some, you know, an unsettling moment or mm. just something that can get under my skin, yeah. then, that, then that sticks with me. Yeah. Even if the film in total was stupid, yeah. or the thing that seemed scary in that moment later turned out not to be that scary, yeah. <clears throat> like my brain can then take the moment that was scary in isolation mm. and then freak me out yeah. at, at its leisure, yeah. and that's the business I can't be bothered with. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If if I could watch a horror film and be sure that it didn't leave, it didn't twist its knife and leave little chunks in me. That would then continue to bother me when I when my guard is down. Yeah. Then I'd watch horror films, but yeah. they do do that, so I don't. No, but you did watch Get Out and Us. Yeah, Get Out was fine. Uh-huh. Uh, Get Out was fine. Us, <clears throat> there's stuff with us that did. No, I bet. Kind of that stayed in my mind for a little while. Yeah, I bet. Uh, and that made me feel uncomfortable in mm. the dark corridors of my own home mm. at times. And I hate that. <laughs> like, because of course I hate that. Why wouldn't I hate that? Yeah. Why would I relish, oh, cool, if I watch this film, I'll feel uncomfortable in my own house. Yeah. I don't get that. It's the same reason why I don't go on roller coasters. I don't understand <laughs> why that is a thing that people would want to simulate. It's like, oh, cool, if I go on this roller coaster, I can wait in a queue for an hour to simulate the experience of hurtling at a fatal speed towards the ground. Like, no, that's bad. That's a bad thing. I don't... Why would I want... I don't want that to happen to me. I don't want to pretend it's happening to me. You know what I mean? It's like... I do know what you mean. I I thought similar things before I started going on roller coasters. So, yeah, so what changed? Like with the horror films, that turns out not to be what they are, basically. Um, no, but it is. I've been on roller coasters and I've watched horror films. Yeah. 
Well, in the way that... Well, that's the thing. In the way that there are... So, I, so for example, I think that Hereditary is an actual horror film that, that yeah. I think is the sort of thing that I thought horror films were. And I do yeah. not recommend you watch it. No, um, God, no. No. But not because... I guess I always thought that that I when I think horror film, I think of them creating something that can't exist in real life. And yeah. although there's plenty in Hereditary that doesn't or can't exist in real life, the actual hook of it, the actual like moment in it that is the bit you'll remember and that will stay with you, absolutely could happen in real life. And yeah. it's the horror of that and like. Even though it's silly and convoluted and, and actually made me laugh when it happened, the the horror in that film is everyone's reaction to like, yes, but what if this unlikely, horrifying thing did happen and everyone yeah. had real human reactions to that? That's that's where Hereditary gets you. Yeah. But most films will bring out a bad puppet and jiggle it around. And in that way, like... There are roller coasters out there. Like I would never go on the ones like the ones in. Uh, there's one somewhere in America that's built around the top of a, t a tall skyscraper, and yeah. it's like no, uh, under no circumstances do I want to experience that. But like the, you know, most of the rides at Alton Towers, the experience is just f going fast and going wee rather than feeling like you're actually falling or or dropping the the obvious exception of course being that one where it takes you up and then you go just down just directly down yeah um oblivion i want to call that yeah oblivion yeah um i loved that when i went on it but i only went on it because of bravado you know i went on because i yeah. was 18 and with other 18 year old boys of my acquaintance and um we went on it and what it turns out that actually kind of is this in a microcosm because it turns out that the thing about that roller coaster that's fun isn't the bit where you go down vertically into the hole it's that having built up that maximum amount of possible speed it then levels out and does quite a gentle swoopy swayy thing but you're doing it so fast that it essentially just like it's really funny to you it just punches laughter out of you and you come off it on this dizzying joy high, um, which is not because of like, oh, I survived the scary thing. It's because something silly happened at the end, as it were. And and I think that's where I am on roller coasters, where it's like the part that is scary is relegated to the one that's the worst one. And on most of the rest of them, it's just a bit of mucking about. Now I speak as 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 someone who's only been on the relatively tame British roller coasters, anyway. Um, yeah. I haven't been on. I mean, Abby's been on one in, I, I think, Las Vegas or somewhere where it's really unpleasant because, as well as being the somethingest roller coaster in the world, yeah. also you're in the desert heat. Oh, so geez. you don't have the basic just comfort of normal breathing. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that. Yeah, those extreme ones I'm I'm not down with. But um, the fun ones, I am, and, and it turns out to be the same with horror films, where it's like most of them are silly, fun ones, and most of them are a bit rubbish. The latest one we watched, we actually, um, this is an episode about Mr. Boogity. Hi, everyone. The, <laughs> recently, Abby just went like, I haven't seen any horror films in a while, let's find some, and I looked up a list of like, what are the top mm, 
best horror films on Netflix UK right now. Oh no, it wasn't Netflix, it was just Netflix, so some of them weren't there when I looked them up. But, um, so we, we, we looked through a few of them, and, it, you know, ones that had a good review I put on my list. And we started watching them, and we st- the first one we watched is a film called Cam. And it's stupid. It's so stupid that I was waiting the whole film to be like, when's the twist coming that this film's actually fine? <laughs> Instead of being so stupid as this. Yeah. And it didn't really come. Because what Cam is, it's a film about a cam girl. This is, I think this is a really good premise, actually, for a horror film. Here's the premise. Yeah. Delivered, and I'll, and I'll try and like make it sound good. A cam girl is doing sex shows... And then she's like, thanks guys, I'll see you again later. And she switches off. And then she just checks her own feed and she's still on. And there she is and she can see her own show. Yeah, It's on now, live. It's not a repeat. It's on. Yeah, But it's not her. But yeah. it is her to look at. It's, it's identical. Yeah, And then now she has to deal with that. And how do you deal with that? what like what do you even do and the film goes in a few interesting places with it so like y- what your job is being this cam girl isn't something you're really out to your mum about so you can't go to her for help and in fact most people you could go to for help you don't want them to know what you do so yeah. you're on your own so you're isolated and suddenly that's like a really good concept i think yeah i know that sounds scary yes the problem is that it's just not because it's first off the film is so much more interested in showing you the cam girl bits than in showing you the horror film bits <laughs> right okay. and it spends about as much of it like you know it's a kind of a you know mr boogity joke shop ratio the amount <laughs> that it that it shows you just her just writhing around and going like hey everyone i'm doing a sex show um and so that was an issue yeah, but also uh, it never quite felt like real or you know there were the moments where she was scared of what was happening as opposed to interested in what was happening or trying to solve it didn't quite match up with it was one of those where the film wasn't quite driving me as a viewer in the way it thought it was so yeah. parts it thought were absolutely terrifying we were still a bit away from it being absolutely terrifying um, yeah. things like that it never quite and then the resolution was really stupid and didn't it didn't answer the question of how do you deal with this it just came up with a this is what she does do to deal with it but there's nothing in the rules of the film established so far that explains why that would work but it does she you know she manages to expel and we and i i don't mind that we never quite find out what it is if it's a being or a ghost or a glitch or whatever it is but the way that she deals with it. I'm not going to say in case anyone watches, watches the film and doesn't want it spoiled, yeah. but it does not solve the problem. And yet in the film, it makes the problem go away. So it's the equivalent of if, you know, right at the last minute, she just put on a different jumper and it went, I hate that jumper! And died. <laughs> it's like that. It's nothing yeah, to do. Yeah, there, yeah. No rules have been established. So it's much like the ending of Mr. Boogity. <laughs> Quite a lot like the ending of Mr. Boogity. <laughs> Yeah. What, does she suck up the uh, ghost cam girl in a joke vacuum cleaner? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what she does. And they haven't established that joke vacuum cleaner before, <laughs> earlier in the film. Which, Mr. Boogity, you know, yeah. has read its check to, it, to, to its credit, 
has done. So in a way, you're saying Mr. Boogity was a better and more successful horror film than this actual horror film. I'm going to take that question seriously for a moment. <laughs> for some reason. It's about on par. Oh, jeez. <laughs> it's... Yeah, like the... Yeah, no, Cam, not very good. But again, very highly uh, reviewed. And, and I I think the reason it's highly reviewed... Basically, I, I saw that it was highly reviewed. And on this yeah. list that I was reading, it was highly reviewed. And um, Abby looked it up afterwards. And, and she was like... She seemed to discover that the thing that's good about it is that it actually quite realistically portrays what it's like to be a cam girl. Right mm-hmm. down to like... And it is apparently written by one. Right. And it, you know, right down to um, the chat being realistic and the sort of emojis they use being realistic and that sort of thing. So, okay. Yeah. But, so that is impressive on that level. But, but it's not a scary horror film. It doesn't change the fact that, yeah, a lot of it was too silly to be to be creepy. Even though what you have is a, is a really cool premise. And that's what you get a lot of the time. You you get... Yeah. You get you you go in thinking oh this will be really cool and what you get well it, i've told you before about how when i was a kid uh the concept of the beetlejuice movie was presented to me as though it was a very frightening film um yeah. and so when you eventually watch the film and it's just silly that's yeah. kind of the feeling that i get from most actual horror films but that's because i've left a lot of them too late i think like you should be a child to watch i don't know <sighs> I don't know some some of the horror films that I didn't find particularly engrossing, but I can't remember what they are now. The uh, Poltergeist, say um, mm. stuff where I don't know. I'm just not as okay. So I I, I tell you what's a, a good example of this from my childhood was that in um, I I had a Spectrum magazine that had a, a review of a game based on a horror film. And I remember yeah. bringing this magazine into school, not because of this reason, but because I was writing a, I was writing a little story in my English book that we, we were bidden to write, um, in which I needed them to come up against a monster. And I thought what I would do is I would cut out the boss from the end of the first level in R-Type out of a games <laughs> magazine and just stick it on yeah. the page. And, that, and that's, okay. that's what I did. Um, but because I had this, this magazine in, we were looking through it, and there were photos from this horror film that this game was an adaptation of. And they were amazing to look at. I was very frightened of these beings. And there was yeah. one that I remember that was like, um, it was like, imagine a man. And it was they were obviously practical effects, not just because it was, you know, 1990. But yeah. more like 93. But not, this film was a bit old already. Not So obviously they were practical effects, but they looked like practical effects in this picture. It looked like a figure someone had made of a man stood there really hunched over with his head really low i think my memory of it is that it might he might have even had a long downward stretching neck with his face quite low on his belly looking up at you and it's this small face with piercing red eyes and just something about the fact that the way it was sculpted it just did look really really scary so i've always kind of wanted to watch this film but unfortunately what i've found out to my great disappointment is that it's not a horror film at all the film is called Nightbreed, and it's some sort of... I don't really know what kind of film it is, but it's like about 
strange people who live in a place and you you come to find that they're actually not monsters after all or whatever it, uh, or or something even more esoteric than that where it's just about it just comes to nothing it's not a scary film about really frightening puppets it's just about weird people or something yeah it's it's, it's well it's a dark fantasy horror film oh right. written, written and directed by clive barker Okay, so maybe it has an edge of what I'm looking for, but like, I've now done a Google image search, and there's nothing popping up on screen, anything resembling what I looked at in that thing. They look like, they look like Star Trek people. They're just people with knobbly faces. Yeah. Oh, here, oh, 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 oh I think I have found, yes, I've found a picture of the guy that I'm uh, thinking of, and I've now clicked the wrong thing, and it's gone away. <laughs> um, oh, Okay, yeah, I, I am now able to send you yes, a picture of the guy that I saw. But even in this picture, he's nothing like as scary as the one I remember. Which is weird, because like I remember it quite clearly. So I think I would have to... Uh, there's a link I've just sent you in the chat for this. Um, oh, jeez. <laughs> you can see the practical effectiveness of it, and you can see why I would think that this would be a very frightening moment in the film. Yeah, agreed, yeah, agreed. Yeah. But his face just looks like a grumpy man's face, whereas the one I was looking at was proper monstrous. I wonder if there's a bit in the film where he goes all weird or something. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Anyway, never mind. I don't, like, my thing is, like I say, my... Even if the film itself is not that scary, my imagination does a hell of a lot of work. Yeah. And, yeah, I can scare myself off a film that I agree is a load of bollocks. Yeah. And also because I'm quite inexperienced with horror in general. Yeah. The cheap tricks work on me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like the stuff that should be eye rolling garbage where it's just like, okay, it's quiet for a while and then they do the yeah. sting on the violins or the kind yeah, of yeah. discordant piano music or whatever. Yeah. Stuff that anyone else would just be like, oh, well, this is just stupid cliche bullshit. I'm like, this is stupid cliche bullshit that works on me. Yeah. You know? So I get the double displeasure of knowing that it's bad and then <laughs> still being badly affected by it. Yeah. Like I when I was when I was like again a young uh, youngish and uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, a teenager and doing teenager things and one of the things that we would do is go to the cinema a lot right. and to see films that weren't my choice and often those choices would be whatever the horror film was yeah. uh, that time. And I remember watching the very, very bad um, Michael Keaton starring horror film called White Noise right. where it's like there's like ghosts that come through like TV static or something like that. And and it's a pile of garbage. <laughs> like it is a garbage film that's like rubbish. <laughs> and comes to a truly stupid ending that doesn't make any sense. And you watch the ending and it's like, alright, oh, okay. Yeah. Like all of the things that seemed like they could have been creepy. 20 minutes ago are now not creepy because this is just gibberish and I don't even know what's happening anymore and you come out of it feeling like well that was just bad 
But it was still scary to me. Yeah. Because why wouldn't it be? There's still bits where it's like, oh, it's dark and it's zooming, zooming, you know, closer and closer in onto this TV screen full of static and then you can see a face in it or something <laughs> like that. Or, you know, he's in a room and, you know, the, 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 the mobile phone is ringing. He picks it up and... It's who is it calling from? It's oh, it's his dead wife or something like that. <laughs> and it's like, okay, well, that's not well done, and this no. is not a well-told story. But hey, that's a scary idea. Right. So I'm scared by it because it's scary. You know what I mean? Like, sort of, yeah. On paper, yeah. Although if that, it, uh, it does make me laugh a little bit. The idea of you watching a film where the phone rings and it's his dead wife, and you're going like. <gasps> But she's... How can that be? <laughs> well, it's not even that. It's not like my brain's doing that. It's, I'm not going, oh, gasp. <laughs> it's more like my brain registers it as like, oh, yeah, that is creepy, isn't it? Yeah. Well, that... Let's store that for right, you yeah, yeah. back and haunt you at some point. Yeah, no, I know what you mean by that. I, I'm not going to tell you what it is because you've established yeah. your, your uh, scaredy cat credentials. But, like, yeah. I have a thing that was... That's really silly and has never happened in real life, yeah. and it, because ghosts aren't real, but a yeah. kind a kind of ghostly experience that I heard about once that was like, yeah, if that one happened, there's no way around how terrifying it would be, even yeah. if even if in a film it would be stupid or yeah. something else. So I did have a phase in my twenties where I was like, I had to I had to like get all my business done in a dark room very quickly. Yeah. otherwise I'd start not thinking it would happen but imagining what it would be like if it happened so that then I would just start being jumpy and crashing into things and stuff yeah that's me that is yeah. what I'm like yeah. that's exactly what I'm like yeah and yeah I can't I can't navigate around that I don't know how to no like and so yeah it just means that you can throw whatever like that cam girl idea you just proposed to me it's like yeah, that's scary. Yeah. What a, what a scary potential idea that maybe I'll be creeped out by, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's it, it's just that simple, and it doesn't have to be good. It just, in fact, it has to be a truly remarkable horror film uh -huh. for me to not, in any sense, be scared by it. Yeah. Like, yeah. the one film I saw from that period of my life that did fit that was the... Um, the American sequel to The Ring, The Ring 2. Right. Nothing. <laughs> Just nothing. <laughs> like, I watched the whole thing and I was like, God, there's nothing in this that's even vaguely unsettled me. <laughs> I don't... How... You must have screwed up on a truly monumental level to get nothing out of me. <laughs> So yeah, don't, no, that is not a recommendation. The Ring Two, there's just nothing in it that's even conceptually scary. I um, I am loath to recommend a different podcast on our podcast, but <laughs> one has just started. There's only one episode of it, and we listened to it like either today or yesterday. Yeah, that's so perfect for you. And not because I'm not because I'm trying to indoctrinate you into horror films, but almost kind of the opposite. It's yeah. called the Scaredy Cats Horror Show, right. and what it is is that I'm sure you've heard people recommending the the podcast Reply All. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, 
one of the producers or, or presenters or whatever of that, it turns out, is like a grown man, older than us, but who, in exactly the like, in exactly your way, except without even the sort of you know, uh, sort of film buff intellectual curiosity that I think you would have. Yeah, simply does not want to watch any horror films at all, and yeah. and and who who for whatever reason agreed to for a podcast. Now, normally that wouldn't be enough for me to recommend it to you because there's all sorts of things like that where it's like, oh, the person doesn't want to do the thing and ha ha ha, we're making them do it. But this isn't like that because this, there's nobody watch. there's nobody sitting there with him. He had to watch the films, but he, well, and so far it's only been The Exorcist. He's watching it on his own. So, because, you know, we're all doing stuff on our own, right? Yeah. So he watched it during the day he had breaks in between bits. He kept pausing it to go off and think about it. And um, and his <laughs> essentially it's just... It's, I suppose it is essentially just one friend and one friend-slash-comedian guest making fun of him for his inability to watch The Exorcist. But... I've seen The Exorcist. Have you? Yeah. It's just done in a way that I think you'll enjoy because... Or at least relate to, if you see what yeah, I mean. Because yeah. he's telling many of the same stories you are. And the other two guys are incredulous in about the way he's approached this film. Because to them, like, because of his... Um, because of how on edge he is about the things the film could do, yeah. he actually manages to not actually register the things the film is doing. So yeah. he's so busy worried about something scary that might happen soon that he misses all of the cool stuff about how the film is trying to keep you feeling uneasy yeah. um, with a sort of a mounting sense of there being something wrong here yeah. um, and he just sort of doesn't notice that because he keeps thinking that suddenly everyone's skeletons are about to come out and stuff <laughs> it's just it's, yeah, it's just so yeah. sweet the way he's so wrong about what the film is yeah. That he actually manages <laughs> to miss the film. It's yeah. I think yeah. you should go and listen to that. I think you'll find a lot to to appreciate and to sort of Yeah. I think you'll see yourself in it to a certain Maybe. degree. <laughs> yeah. Um oh, although I, I, I might actually look into that. Yeah. I think yeah, honestly I think you'll like it. And there's only one episode and it's really funny, so it's right, not much okay. to lose. Mm. Yes, by the way, Jeremy, thank you for noticing that I have indeed dressed for the occasion. <laughs> my Disneyland top here as it turns out not talked about disney that much no not really no well, I, mean, I sort I, of forgot at some point that we were recording i want to swing back actually briefly to yes. disney because it's like miss like and mr Boogity because it's like i do think that disney do occasionally dip their toe into this well of preparing children mm -hmm. um braver than me for the future world of horror by doing stuff that's a bit it's not scary but i guess it's horror adjacent you yeah. know what i mean like yeah. it's the best example i can think of of that i mean sort of when i think when i look at mr boogity yeah. and i look at like what would be the real film version of this like where would this go if you wanted to take mr boogity and develop it to the degree that it's an actual movie that you could actually say is oh yeah no that's a real disney film yeah it is hocus pocus hocus pocus I, that's what i thought you were gonna say yeah 
And have you seen that? Yes, and recently yeah. uh, for oh, the right, first okay. time. So we, we can talk about that and I'll know things. Like, I've not seen that for a while, but is is that... A, is it good slash all right? And B, is it actually scary? Because I remember it not being... You know, it's not a terrifying no. nightmare ride. Yeah. But it is one that tries to get... It tries to get a bit spooky, doesn't it? It might. I wasn't really aware of that happening in it um it to me it was always knockabout slapstick fun yeah it, it could well be that uh, it's got bits that kids are spooked by i don't know what bits those would be though i mean are they not like are, are the the witches in it not quite um you know they're, they're quite seriously threatening though aren't they i don't think so no i they they again they may be depending on your age uh I remember them as being... Well, here's a reference that, that you might understand because I played this to you, although it was a long time ago. The Bad Witches in the Worst Witch movie. So, Oh, yeah, no, I know. Wait, uh, is it? Wait, uh, wait, what? Are you saying that the people in Hocus Pocus were in the Worst Witch movie? No. What? Oh, or, or are you saying that they are the, the, a similar level of scary? Yes, I'm saying that they, their scariness consists of going, children, and yeah. if, and if, and you know, and, and doing, and as they're going, they're always doing jokes. So they'll be like, get off me, you know, they'll be bumping into each other and silly things will be happening. And if yeah. you happen to be young enough that 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 alone, just people coming towards you, is is yeah, inherently yeah, yeah. frightening then maybe um there might be stuff i've forgotten there's certainly there's a scarecrow because because it's doug jones that comes to life and is gangly um and that's it's got its mouth stitched together so if that's the sort of thing that scares you then but it's also a scarecrow so that kind of you know that that tampers that down a little bit um maybe it might be um my impression of it seeing it for the first time at what at 37 whatever it was yeah was that it was just you know on par with Nightmare Before Christmas, say, in terms of sp- scariness. Right, yeah. Um, okay. Perhaps less, because that, you know, you could be scared of puppets. Yeah. So it's like it's playing with the iconography of horror without actually being horrific or scary or whatever. That was my impression of it. I, I would yeah. defer to someone who'd seen it as a kid. Yeah. Because it's interesting, that, that mm. whole realm of, like, kids horror adjacent things because mm. it's like yeah. it, it is a it is a bit of a sliding scale isn't it of like yeah because you get obviously the stuff that's like even though it is playing with stuff that is taken from the world of horror mm. the thing itself is not horrifying at all yeah in the and, way in the way that you know a pack of halloween stickers is horror yeah. adjacent but ultimately nobody thinks a child will be scared of it Yes, exactly, yeah. <clears throat> and that's where you get stuff like... I mean, you know... I'm just trying to think of the Disney example. Uh, the Disney um, equivalent of that. What's what's the Disney equivalent of that? Of what? Of the, of the Halloween stickers style of horror-themed well, thing. Well, Hocus Pocus. <laughs> like I said, I feel like Hocus Pocus... Is a, is maybe a step above that. Like I think yeah. the the Halloween stickers type thing is where you get stuff like like the Adams family or oh right or your Hotel Transylvania's and stuff yeah, like that, okay. where it's like where it's completely non-threatening, right? 
and then you get something like Hocus Pocus where it's it's jovial, but the witches are still yeah villains and they're still adversaries and they're still like the idea that if they catch you, they will actually do something do genuinely something. bad. Yeah, I suppose. I suppose Disney don't dip too often into this. I'm I'm tempted to say you know the lonesome ghosts or something, but that even there actually that was. That's an old Mickey, Donald, and Goofy sort of ghost-busting ca- uh, cartoon short. And even though that is definitely non-threatening end-to-end, yeah. just by dint of it being a very old recording, the yeah, ghost yeah. voices are quite creepy in that. Yeah, yeah, Just yeah. because it's old. Um, and sort of, you know, I think it's one... I, I, you know, it's something as simple as they put a pan round their mouths as they recorded the ghost voices. Some, it right, sounds yeah. like that. But... Even that can be spooky. Um, So, I don't know if there's many, because there is spookness to be found in Nightmare Before Christmas. That's not completely unthreatening. No. Um, But it's not designed to scare, per se, is it? Not to scare, but to have... I think my school was right to make the first years go and see Snow White while we in the eighth year went to see... We grown-up 12-year-olds went to see Nightmare Before Christmas. I think it must have... Maybe it was a 12 or a PG. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that there's an edge to it. That's all it is. It has an edge to it. You're yeah. not going to have any nightmares about it, but if you are very... If you're a very, very young, weak, weak child, then you may... <laughs> find yourself a bit which i was and am yeah uh, well i mean as jeremy points out in the chat though yep. i mean i i think there's parts in snow white that are scarier than actually yes nightmare before christmas yes agreed completely agreed but definitely that's, and that's not because but but is snow white trying to be scary in that you know what i mean yeah like how Bits of it are, I think. I think that, yeah. yeah. I think the, I think the witch bits they were trying to thrill a general audience with, and uh, yeah. and the tree bits, you know. But are they? I don't. I still don't know whether I would look at them and think of them as, oh, those are horror bits. Mm. Well, the bits with the, the bits, the bit in the wood with the trees. That's a horror bit. Yeah. 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 Now I can see that. Yeah. I can see that. And. I think there's horror, you know, you could probably say there's horror bits interspersed with a lot of, especially Disney films of that era. It's just, they don't really do much in terms of actual whole films based on No, no, there's really, I I can't think of any. I don't know that there are any. Is there a, there isn't, no, there isn't like a spooky ghost cartoon that Disney have made really. The closest I can think of is like uh, I don't know the the, the Sleepy Hollow part of um, yeah, yeah. A Mr. Toad. Yes, there you go. That's one. Um, that's about as far down that pathway as they go. And frankly, in retrospect, that seems like a weird one for Disney to have adapted in one of their big films. Mm. You know, a famous a famous horror story. Yeah, it's odd, isn't it? I wonder why they decided to do it. I don't know. I, I, yeah, it's like... I mean, I guess it's because it's sort of seen as this kind of classic old-style American story, isn't yeah. it? Oh, yeah, isn't it? The, isn't the other half of that one, like, the the really Wild Westy guy one or something who collects apples or something? 
The other half of what? Of whatever one it is that has Sleepy Hollow in. Well, no, it's Ichabod and Mr. Toad, isn't it? Oh, yeah, okay. Hmm. Yeah. So, which one am I thinking of, then? I'm thinking of... Do you know who I'm thinking of? There's one where... Wait, is it actually this one? Is Am I thinking of Ichabod? Who's the guy who's all Americanery and he's got, like, a, a, you know, a raccoon hat and he collects apples or something? D- Davy Crockett. I don't think it's Davy Crockett. Is it? Well, I mean, it's a cartoon. We watched it. It's one of those. It's in those war fil- wartime uh, compilation films. I mean, that... If he's got, like, a raccoon hat, that has to be Davy Crockett, right? But it isn't, though. Then who is it? Well, it might be... It might be Ichabod. I don't know. It was... Is it... Is it? Is, did they do an animated Paul Bunyan? Something like that? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. But, yeah, I, I do think there is a certain sense that they want... Oh, uh... Someone in the chat says Johnny Appleseed. Johnny Appleseed, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. In fact, uh, there's numerous people. In fact, Kevin Willems has said Johnny Appleseed twice. Oops, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the chat is just filling up with people saying Johnny Appleseed. <laughs> <laughs> so if we really want to get the chat pumping, all we have to be to do is be wrong about Americana. <laughs> be wrong about Johnny Appleseed. <laughs> I've got to say, I don't know who Johnny Appleseed is. But, no, even though um, n- me neither, even though we yeah. together watched a thing that told us. <laughs> I know, yeah. Um, but yeah, maybe that's the only reason they did Sleepy Hollow because they see, they see that like, oh, that's a a classic American story in that same way that we have to that we the, the Walt Disney Corporation have to be seen as in some way part owning. Yeah. So maybe that's the only reason because I can't think of really other reason why they'd go near something that was so overtly horror-themed. Yeah. It's just not like them, really, is it? It's not. But yeah, it's... um. <clears throat> but yeah, I Mr. Boogity is about as horror-themed as they really go, isn't it? I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In the end. And... <clears throat> yeah, it's, it, it is in, in that way. It is weird and interesting to see them do it. It is. It is. Um, even though it's not... Well, I say that. I mean, I was going to say, even though it's not exactly a, the, the Disneyest of Disney films, but I don't know. It, in other ways, it kind of is. Yeah, it's it's an odd one. And, and, and then it has that... It does have that displaced feeling of, like, why is this on? And <laughs> Yeah. Why... If this is all you can think of, why do you have this slot on Sunday afternoons at all? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, that's kind of where I was trying to get at. It's like, why would you... Yeah, if you have that slot, why would why would you make this clump of nothing yeah. but <laughs> to then, fill it, <clears throat> rather than just repeat the Jungle Book or something? Yeah, but it does seem as if that sort of, you know, one hour on Sunday afternoon slot is something that they actually had for ages and it, it had loads of different names throughout the years when when i looked it up it was just the it, you know it was it was sort of like number six on a list of eight or something different different iterations of the concept so i guess yeah. it's blown through a lot of ideas what's interesting to me though is that we've already talked about how throwaway it felt and yeah how, uh, yeah it just felt like a, a little bit of nonsense tv that nobody knew what to do with but uh, about two years later Jim Henson was doing exactly the same thing. He had the Jim Henson Hour. Mm-hmm. And I 
what some of the stuff he was doing with that was brilliant and mm. nothing like this even though it did have that feel of like yeah this is made for tv yeah i love there's a film that was made for the jim henson hour called monster maker which is just grown up and creepy and genuinely dramatic and like just really good um yeah and that was two years after this so it's not like a product of its time exactly it is a product of a company that just doesn't need to really mind what goes in this slot and they're just throwing stuff together yeah i mean the thing is like maybe i'm incorrect about this but i would imagine that for someone like jim henson or his production company or whatever Mm -hmm. they would look at a slot like that as a more more genuinely as a real opportunity to sort of experiment and try some stuff yeah push their craft or push their audience and push what push the model of what it is they do yeah in this area where they're not they don't necessarily have the same level of culpability or like there's not the same responsibility to kind of like nail something that's like yeah this is 100 percent us no we can play with it a little bit yeah whereas something like the mr boogadies of this world that go into that slot it doesn't. This doesn't feel like an experiment per se, does it? No, that's it. It feels completely safe. It feels like they, they, they haven't had to think about it. They haven't had to engage with making this really. It's just a thing to make. They've yeah. They've got a production setup that just runs by itself, and here's the latest thing that came out of it. Yeah, exactly. It's like we we fed a bot a thousand hours of yeah of whatever, and this is what it came up with. It came yeah. up with Mister Boogity. I mean, it does feel like that. And yeah, I suppose this cuts to the core of something that we talked about on a previous show. Uh-huh. Of like, I think we discussed the fact that neither of us had the Disney Channel ever, did no. we? And part of that is just because certainly. You know, we're in the UK, and I think in this country, with our TV culture, getting the Disney Channel is much more of a kind of a special, yeah, rich, rich family kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Whereas in America, I think it's more of a like, oh yeah, you know, just loads of people would have cable or whatever. Yeah. Whereas here, it's just like, no, you're kind of rich uncle money bags if you've got more than five channels or whatever. Yeah. I mean, uh, not now, but back not then, now. yeah. Not you know, up until, I don't know, 15, 20 years ago? I don't know. Yeah, during but, during our era of operation as children. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, so that's why we didn't have the Disney Channel. Part. Yeah. But also, like, I don't feel as though I ever thought of the Disney Channel in the same <laughs> way that I now think of Disney Plus, say, or I would have thought, I know that, I mean, obviously it's hard to directly put yourself in the mindset, but I feel like if if Disney Plus came about when I was a kid, I'd have really, really wanted to make sure we had it. Mm. Like by hook or by crook, Mm -hmm. I would have felt like, oh, you know, as a kid who loves Disney, I need to be having Disney Plus. Yeah. I need to be seeing the Disney stuff that's on there. I never felt that with the Disney Channel. No. And 
Not, at least not, not when I had any evidence of what it was like. In, in the, in the no. when it was just a concept, I wanted it, but then, yeah, yeah, and it's because most of the Disney Channel was, it was, it was Mister Boogadies. Yeah, you know? that's what this feels like. This feels like a, a perfect example of what the Disney Channel was. Yeah, and it just feels like what you could get on ITV on a Saturday afternoon anyway, when they didn't have anything else to put on, except Disney are making it. Yeah. And in that way, it gives it this weird additional sense of cultural significance, I suppose, mm. that maybe it doesn't deserve, but yeah. it, it does get it by virtue of, like, you put that Disney badge above <clears throat> the name on the... And then it's suddenly like, oh, this is a Disney thing. Yeah. And then suddenly, you know people like us feel like we need to study it in some yeah. way. Like, conceivably, with Disney+, Plus, you could have just finished watching Mary Poppins, and then this could be the recommended next thing. Yeah, exactly. And you'd go, cool, then I bet that's like that. Yeah. I mean, if we'd been... If something bad had happened in our brains, we might have taken up that recommendation and watched Can of Worms. Yeah. I'm, to- I might... I've st- I, I haven't ruled out watching Can of Worms. <laughs> Part of me is like, yeah, I'm sure I'll watch that. Yeah, sure. To the 100% of people listening who don't know what Can of Worms is, Dave, explain your understanding of what Can of Worms is. Okay, so it's something to do with a thing that's got a big weird face with big eyes on stalks. That's, and, that's... and very human teeth. Yeah, that yeah. is all I can give you. It just you came know, up with a picture and suggested I watch it, and I might. Yeah. yeah. In fact, I'm going to hold up a picture yeah. in front of the camera so that people can make, you know, come to an understanding of what it is we mean when we're talking about this. <laughs> and <laughs> So, um, can this be seen on the stream? <laughs> yes, it can, yes. Yeah, it can? Okay. Yes. This may be the next thing we do. <laughs> I think it is. I think we've established it now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We may need to open up this can of worms. Yeah. Unfortunately. <laughs> but, um, but, but again, another perfect example. Yeah. Why would anyone be talking about can of worms? Yeah. In 2020. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, I see the people on the stream are catching up with us, <laughs> with me having showed the picture. <laughs> um, so, yeah, <clears throat> this is the uh, this is the gift and curse of the Disney branding, isn't it? It is, yeah. It, it, it enshrines things in immortality. Yeah. That, that shouldn't be. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And meanwhile, it, meanwhile, Disney Plus is not doing a good enough job of enshrining things that I think it should be enshrining. So yeah. I've now watched all of the DuckTales 2017 that there is on Disney Plus, which is one season. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, I'm, I'm more forgiving with 
the stuff that's like genuinely new because I assume maybe they still have deals with broadcasters who want to say that will like, be what it is, yeah. You know, hey, we, you know, like don't put it straight on Disney Plus, otherwise why would they watch it on our channel and we paid you a load of money yeah. to be the channel that shows the new Ducktales? Yeah, you know, so that that's fine. I understand that, but there's no reason for them not to have everything old they ever made on there. Yeah. Like, why is Tailspin not on uh, on at least UK Disney Plus? I think it might be on US Don't Disney know. Plus, but why is it not on ours? Don't know. That's mystifying. And yeah, absolutely, they need to get on that. Yeah. Stuff like that. Um, they are doing a better job of curation on Disney Plus than I thought they might. Yeah. Like, like we said in our podcast where we were. Um, predicting what Disney or guessing what Disney Plus might be there was a version of what we thought it could be where we thought it would just be the Disney Channel for a new era which is to say just this kind of ephemeral inessential portal where you occasionally where they occasionally cycle the good important Disney stuff in and out and they're just padded out with a load of weird garbage but no, that, that doesn't seem to be the model they pursued. They seem to have pursued a model where it's like, no, we are going to look at this as this will be your one-stop repository of everything important that we ever did. Yeah. Good. So that's so much the better. It should. That's what it should be. But they've also included all the garbage. And that's fascinating. Yeah. And bad in a way, but not... It's bad in a way, but not in a bad way. <laughs> if, if you know what I mean when I say that. Yeah. Like, it's it's a very benign form of bad. Mm. And, yeah, I don't know. Maybe we'll do more of it. I think we're going to end up doing more of it, yeah. <laughs> now that they've put all this stuff on our doorstep, yeah. where... It's just like, I can stream Can of Worms on any device I own at any time. <laughs> like, there's not a thing, there's not a place I, well, especially right now, there's not a place I could be where I can honestly say I don't have access to Can of Worms right now. Yeah. Like, I have a cast iron excuse to not be watching Can of Worms. It's like, no, kinda, I kind of don't. Wherever I go, it's, it's, it's there. It could be there. And <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Well, we'll see. Because, like, I mean, I'm more, I'm more interested in talking about the mid-range stuff. Like, like yes. I say, it was, it was good to see Cool Runnings, say, mm. for example. Because that is a film. Yes. That's definitely a real film. Yes. Um, but then there's just this 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 weird ephemeral layer of stuff that's like yeah it, it, it shouldn't <coughs> have been remembered mm. and it only is because Disney made it and it you mm. know makes you question like there must be loads of stuff like this this is that's so much better than this that a company that isn't Disney made yeah yeah and that's just disappeared to the mists of time in fact I I feel sure that you and you've talked about loads of stuff like that. Uh -huh. Yeah, oh, like relic, like relic shows from your childhood that were just yeah. on PC one afternoon for forty five minutes. Yeah, 
and were in some sense important to your cultural development. And and now they're gone. And now it's just gone. Yeah, exactly. Or or it's it only exists as this random YouTube rip. Yeah. And, and they should exist in a more solid form. So I suppose the issue here isn't that Disney are wrong for curating every aspect of their forgettable throwaway garbage history. Uh, yeah. It's just that everyone should do that. You're probably thinking of oh, gophers. Hello. I'm probably thinking of gophers. You're probably thinking of gophers. That's the thing I always go on about that was a formative TV series that its its production companies have now disbanded so it's impossible for it to be released again it's never yeah. been out on dvd the only copy of the full series that exists is on a vhs tape somewhere in my possession but i don't know where <laughs> um that it probably yeah. that that's probably the only copy in the whole world um, yeah yeah that's uh, that's one example did you see the other day like a few weeks ago when i finally found footage of helping henry no. It is exactly the sort of thing we're talking about here because um, this was something where I always remembered two basic facts about it. One is the theme tune that goes, Henry, I'm helping Henry and I'm telling Henry everything I know. And the other is that Henry is uh, a chair. He's a what? talking chair um, played by Jeremy Hardy in okay. what turns out to be 1988. Um, which was almost the same time that Gophers was on. It's a year out uh, yeah. on Channel 4. And um, and it was like a sort of semi-educational sitcom about an alien who takes the form of a of a dining chair and uh, infiltrates a human household and learns about life. And, uh, what could that possibly educate you on? Well, because the chair is going like, teach me about this, child, and the child does, you know. But yeah. um, that was... Uh, a, a, a sort of reel, a show reel for that came out on YouTube recently. And it was one of those things where clearly the person who worked at the production company had to personally put this up on YouTube. It isn't something anyone else is just randomly putting up or ever videoed off the telly or, or found important at all. <laughs> but they always do eventually creep their way back. You'll find yeah. these. There's, I don't, I, I think I'll fa find everything i'm missing at some point yeah yeah um i'm just now going to look for under the bed and see if that shows up i mean mr Bookerty is a good example of this because yeah. i mean like the um the article i was reading where i was getting these historical <clears throat> facts about it that that was an older article from like 10 years ago or whatever yeah and in that, in the context of that article, they're talking about like, oh, Mr. Boogity's just celebrated this anniversary, and like, you know, these fans of it mm. are the only people who remember it, and it's never been released on any kind of form. They um, they never they never released it on DVD. There's a petition to get it and Bride of Boogity released online, yeah. and but you know, it's only got you know x number of signatures and disney haven't responded to it you know what i mean so yeah. like well uh, i think you'll find disney have responded to it because it's now released in digital out online there it is exactly but that's that's an illustration of what you're talking about it anything that you're thinking of that it does look like that is a hopeless case yes that is never coming back yeah maybe it will i mean especially if disney did it but so yeah, like like I was saying before, I'm not sure if I got cut off during it, but like 
maybe the, the problem, I suppose, isn't that Disney are too good at curating their garbage. It's just everyone else should be equally as good. Yeah. Because, yeah, all, all culture deserves to be... It deserves to continue existing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like... Oh, and hey, oh gosh, maybe Under the Bed is about to get a revival because I've just found it on IMDb and it says, a young girl kicks all of her rubbish under the bed, creating a monster which she and her brother must fight. A funny family film with cameos from the goodies. Well, we've just lost Tim Brooke Taylor, so it's time to unearth all of the uh, rare Tim Brooke T episodes of things. So here we go. (laughs) I think we're boogadied out. I think we're, yes, yes, sir. I can boogie dee no lot and go. <laughs> yeah, I can't uh, even form sentences now. Absolutely. If you guys have <laughs> any like really specific preferences for Oh yeah, give us topics and stuff. Sure, yeah. Whether it's whether it's an individual film, whether it's like a um a run of films, a group of films, or like uh or a question. Yeah. You know? Like anything really, like that part of the nature of this show is it's beyond Disney, it's a little freeform. Mm. Uh, we don't have to stick to any specific chronology or whatever. You know what? Right, I think we should probably wrap it. Agreed. We, we've this, we've <laughs> we've kept this going for a while given the incredible thinness of what was ostensibly the source material for the episode yeah <laughs> um, so yeah let's uh let's let the uh let's let the good people get on with the rest of their uh yes bank holiday weekend yes all right bye it's then been everyone lovely. it's been lovely for everyone to join us for another impromptu serious business live stream i hope we've quenched your thirst and answered all the questions that you could have about the uh mr boogity saga yeah (laughs) and as i say if you have any further questions or you have any further suggestions just shoot them our way via email uh via twitter what's the email i i i'm actually asking i can't remember (laughs) that's a good question it must be it must be seriousdisness at gmail.com mustn't it wouldn't you think so let (laughs) me see what it is it is uh seriousdisness at googlemail.com google mail apparently what apparently i don't know that that's just what it says on the emails okay well we'll we'll see what happens there um (laughs) googlemail.com okay you say i know i know (laughs) so yeah you can email us there uh you can twitter at us yeah at at, at serious business (laughs) at serious business yeah what how else do you say that (laughs) no it is it's a it it's a constant problem uh you're the only person i've heard solve it by having two different pronunciations for the word at ready to hand there you go that's how you do it yeah that's Uh, it problem solved or you can uh contact either of us separately at 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 demon tomato dave or at or was that (laughs) yeah Um, i don't want to say i don't want to say at at no because that's a walker yes because then that's you in a big tank yeah and so that's what happens if you ever say it. Suddenly I'm like... <laughs> 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 <laughs>
And no one wants that. We're no. not anywhere near that until we get a bit more on our Patreon. Yeah. Um, Patreon.com forward slash series business, probably. Yeah. Probably. Look, look, that's the Patreon link. Check that. Okay. Patreon.com slash serious business. Yes. That yeah. is correct. Okay. I am not ending this stream by giving people the wrong Patreon <laughs> But yeah. So yes. So if you want to contact us, do that through those channels. If you want to give us money, do so through that channel. And yep. If you do so, then we can maybe gradually ramp up the amount of things that we do. Yeah. Do you have any other closing thoughts? No. I think I've covered everything that I could possibly think of, including everything I thought of before we came on. I say we go away now. Go away! Hang on a minute. Let me get ready on the button so that I can stop it while we're going boogity boogity boogity. Okay. That's All what right. I need to do here, really. I'm going to take a big breath. Yeah. Boogity 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 You stopped going boogity! No, I haven't! Boogity 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 Okay, sorry, you're right. I was looking at the delayed stream. Here we go again then. Boogity 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 boogity